Welcome to the Team Builder Show, where the most successful team leaders share how to build, scale, organize, and ultimately maximize your sales team results. Hey, welcome back to the Team Builder Show. Today, I've got a rock star in my presence who has 23 people on her team, 17 agents, six support staff, and there's a little rotation inside there with their ISA team. And for context, last year, 140 transactions with an average sales price of 2.9 million. Joy, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you for having me. So, you know, for the person that maybe has, hasn't met you, hasn't seen you, give yep. us some context. Not only, you know, Fairfield County, Connecticut. Yep. What are the markets that you serve and how long you've been in the business? Oh, okay. So I serve Greenwich, Connecticut, all Fairfield County, mm -hmm. Darien, Danbury. We do it all. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been in the business for over 25 years. I started my career in Manhattan, yeah. then worked my way up to Westchester County, and, and now I'm in, in Fairfield County. So you've moved markets three times, which in and of itself yeah. is worthy of a show. Oh, it's true because right? they're so, completely different with co-ops and condos and hundred yeah. percent. No MLS to ML or you know no yeah. MLS to MLS. There's a lot of dynamics there. But today, we really want to unpack the journey of the last few years as you've scaled from sort of single agent assistant to what you have today and growing. So, so one of the questions that everybody asks is, who do you hire first? Who do you hire second? Who do you hire third? Is it yeah. you're on this journey and what are some of the lessons along the way? Yeah. So I'm putting you on the spot. Oh, sure. Okay. Who'd you hire first? Who'd you hire second? <laughs> and let's just, let's kind of take them through the journey of when you started to build a team to today. Sure. So when I started to build the team, it was because I was too busy, right? Yeah. And I was like, I can't handle all this. So yeah. I was like, let me hire someone who can help me. So mm -hmm. um, I hired someone who was a licensed agent and was very much like me. And I was like, oh, this, and, and That's it not totally help. didn't work out. So <laughs> yeah. I guess one of the first things that I would tell people is to really look at yourself and see, see what you're a superstar at yeah. and see what you suck at. And yeah. then try to complement what you're not good at with someone else who's really good at you know, and it wasn't until I got into coaching that I even like even heard of a disc profile. I was like, sure. what do you mean? I'm 99% 9 and uh, D and 99% I and I have no S and C. So, you know, it, but yes. it was a realization. I was like, wow, you know. So then I hired an assistant who really had that SC quality. Yes. More, was, more organized, right. more process, more checklist, less, hey, let's do this. <laughs> right. So the first key hire, you made the mistake hiring your likeness. That's yeah. a, that's an insight that everybody should listen to. But the second person was, you finally said, okay, I need somebody that really is the yin to my yang. And and what year was that first assistant? Oh, it was probably uh, five, six years ago. But but it really wasn't the second person who was the, the, the best assistant. It actually took about four or five people to go oh. through before we got there. Okay, so, so, so if we're being truthful here. <laughs> well, yes, yes. Lie detector test. It was nine. Now you know we we've had multiple people that have had yeah. five and six assistants because they were trying to it was like a listing appointment. I'm trying to get you versus Yeah. Are you right for me? Are we right for each other? Right. What right. did you learn in the process about recruiting and interviewing? Or do you just get lucky and you finally got one that stuck? I finally got one that stuck, and my husband takes um, the credit for that. Yeah. He's like, "I found her, and she's still with me." And That's great. Um, she was she was amazing, and she really understood me, and she really complimented me. And I think that's that's what's most important. So, so. before we move beyond this point, mm -hmm. one of the things that I've noticed is it, there's there's two camps. There's the camp of people that you know we all have turnover. Every business yep. in the world has turnover. So don't think that you're going to be perfect. Never have turnover. It doesn't exist, right? People get divorced, people have to move, they decide they want something else, they get moved away, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
But the two camps that I see are, one, there's tribal knowledge inside the team leader's head that they have not gotten into a doc or a Google doc or a PowerPoint. So they have to onboard and train and develop everybody verbally versus I took the tribal knowledge and I got it into a Google doc. Welcome to the company. Read those 27 pages. If you get it, you're with us. If you don't, you're out. So be honest. Which one are you? Oh, I was definitely that one. Yeah. You like, were. Yeah. In the yeah. I, I tried to, to train everything. And yeah, I think it's it's a very difficult process. And I think um, most people give up, right? Mm -hmm. Most people are like, yeah, I can't do this. I tried an assistant. It didn't work, right. you know, and then they just give up. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until I got the right one that I was yeah. like, oh, this is great. Like she right. really got it. Yeah. So, um, and, yeah. and high level, you know, I think we all get like one plus one suddenly equals four or five from a productivity standpoint. So if the assistant was the first move, what was the second move? So then I, I got other agents to join me. Yes. And, um, you know, but but then but then I joined Tom Ferry Coaching, right? Yeah. And so what was interesting was when I joined coaching, they were like, well, we didn't change, you changed. Like, uh, oh, because yeah. I started wanting them oh, to yeah. do things like yeah. I, I held them accountable. I was like, we should be doing this, this and this. And they're like, yeah, that's not what I signed up for. Yeah. So they quickly left and that was painful because- Boy, there's a commercial for Tom Berry coaching. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they, they weren't the right people, right? Yes. It was just, yeah. you know, they, they didn't have that growth mindset. Yeah. They were like stuck in their way. And, yeah. you know, yeah. if you don't have a growth mindset, then what? You stay the same and you shrivel up and you die. And who wants that, right? No, it's, not us. Yeah, not us. So, um, you so, know, it's- So when you started rehiring- did you change your methodology? Did you change your interview process? Yeah. Did you create some standards? Walk us through that. Yeah, so it was really about finding the right people who had mm -hmm. the right mindset. So mm -hmm. we we hire on a growth mentality and people that are coachable, right? Yeah. And and they're they're going to be open to that. Yeah. And then the second thing is that they have a servant's heart because I mm -hmm. it's part of our core values yeah. and our mission statement that we give a five star experience to everyone, whether yeah. they're a Section Eight client mm -hmm. uh, who needs a rental mm -hmm. or a forty million dollar buyer. Right. So uh, that's just part of our, our core and everyone believes in that. And, That's powerful. And that, that comes from, you know, my mom was a single mom, right. you know, and she had financial struggles. And like, I want to treat everyone the way that I wish that she was treated because she should be treated like a queen, you right. know? And right. I think everyone should. So, um, you know, we kind of see if people are like that. And if we, I interviewed someone the other day and she's like, oh, the great thing about real estate is that you get to pick and choose your clients. And I was like, oh, she's not for Out. our team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, she's no, actually you don't. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So so we want to get into marketing for the team, but let's go to the next. So you you had a couple salespeople. Yeah. Then they sort of transitioned out. Yeah. You started bringing in some salespeople. How many did you bring in in the beginning? Uh, it You know, they all trickled in. I guess it was yeah. like three, four or five. It, it was, you know, yep. somewhat of a revolving door. Right. But what we found was um, the, the athletes, the young athletes mm -hmm. were driven. They were team oriented. Yes. And, and I, I love them. So. Yeah. I also love young people. Like yeah. I, I'm the oldest person on my team by a lot, uh, yeah. just because I love to listen to their ideas. And, sure. and it kind of goes to our culture, right? It's yeah. like everybody knows that they have a voice and mm -hmm. that's the best part of my day is when we all sit there and we collaborate and I'm yeah. like listening to their ideas and I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. Right, you know? getting a 27 year old perspective right. versus a you know just a 50 year old perspective. <laughs> I'm pointing to me by the way, in case you're wondering. And I'm in that camp, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right, <laughs> truth be told. So, so you start to hire more salespeople 
But then more salespeople create more transactions. So what did you do next? So then we needed a TC, mm -hmm. right? Um, because salespeople suck at paperwork, myself yeah. included. Yeah. So, you know, this person really teed it up so that they wouldn't have to do paperwork. Yeah. Um, so they can spend more time selling. Um, so did you, did you decide on the TC software? Did they already have TC software? You know what I mean? To like make that five-star experience beautiful, we need better software. So how did that play out? Yeah, so that played out from being part of the ecosystem and talking mm -hmm. to everybody else here. What and, do you use? Yeah, what CRM do <laughs> what you CRM use? What CRM do you use, yeah. exactly. So um, we bought our own and yeah. it, it just helped us with that client experience, yes, right. because we do have checklists along the way which my TC developed yep. so that there's this client experience surprise and delight along the way with, yeah. with every buyer or seller. So, so many people get lost in exactly what you just said right there. Oh, so okay. you know what I mean? Like they, they, we, everybody want. Nobody says I got into real estate to deliver poor service. Right. You know what I mean? Like everybody says I'm going into this. I want to. I want to wow people. I want to give my very best. But so many people run their business by memory mm. versus by checklist. Right. There's no doubt. There was a time you were doing it by memory. For sure. How did 100%. you make? How did you make that switch as you were adding people? Yeah. So it, it's interesting because I, I think we, we do this still today. After every single sale, we sit down, but I didn't used to do this. Yeah. Uh, we sit down and we say, what did we do great and what yep. did we suck at, right? Yeah. And then we say, what can we do to make sure that that never happens again? Yeah. So I'll give you a quick example. Yeah. We, it was closing day. We go through the walkthrough and there's 20 paint cans in the garage. And the buyer's like, I don't want those paint cans. Mm -mm. And and the and the seller's like I, I you know they're in Boston already and, yeah. and so who's taking the paint cans to the dump me right yeah so now we have a checklist and we we ask if if do you have any old paint and right. you know and and then and then we ask the buyer do you want the old paint you yeah. know so that we don't run into that pain point again so it's sure. really finding all the pain points which comes from experience and right. then having checklists but then we also have the surprise and delight which you were yep. asking about and that's all you know you know what you should do but you don't always get around to it. Yeah. So it's like you go to that listing appointment and then you know you should write a handwritten note, but then somebody else calls you and you get distracted and then it doesn't happen. So we have a checklist. My TC writes the mm -hmm. handwritten note mm -hmm. then she sends out brownies. And then there's like all these things. And then once the, the seller does their paperwork, we send them a little coffee thing. Like here's a little pick me up because we know right. you just had to do so much paperwork. Oh, so, I love that. Yeah, we send them moving boxes mm -hmm. and just little treats along the way because it it is... Uh, it can be a long process between contract and and when they move out, especially right. now with these delayed right. closes, you know. Right. So you want them to know that you're still in touch with them and, you know, can we get you any resources? So mm -hmm. it's part of that five-star experience. See, what I love is, you know, you go back to like Walt Disney, right? If you read sort of the origin story of Disney, he was with his daughter, he was at a park in LA and there was a merry-go-round. Uh -huh. And he looked at the merry-go-round and he's like, first of all, not all the horses jump and a lot of them have chip paint. And he said, what if there was a park where all the horses jumped and there was no chip paint? And uh, that was the origin story of what became Disneyland Disney. the Park, ah. right? But then talking to my mentor, Mike Vance, who worked for them forever, yeah. he said, but we would map out the exact experience right down to how long would they be in line? Yeah. And then what could we do to them while they were in line to make sitting in line, which is a miserable experience, especially when you have like two young kids or whatever, yeah. um, how can we make it better? Yeah. You know, aesthetically, musically, right? So so do you go that far? Like it like it sounds like that's the direction. We do. We we do that now. We didn't do it back then, but yes, that's have, definitely have you, you know, because again, so much of your business is in the high end. 
Do you ever get intimidated by, oh my God, well, these clients are buying like a $10 million house or that you know, they're selling a $6 million property. They don't need coffee. They don't no, need brownies. they love it. People love free stuff. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter, especially if you can personalize it. Right. So I, I had someone really famous and, and they had a common last name. So I found mm-hmm. like a popcorn place that like made their, their name popcorn. You know, it's just, they, was they, 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 they loved it. Yeah. Yeah. So it is the it's the little things, it's the thoughtful things. Definitely. And the handwritten note, especially right. to someone in the high end. If you have right. a connection with them and you say, Hey, you know, I thought of you because of this and you, yeah. you reference the conversation, they're like, Oh, you know. Right. So so back on the journey five years ago, you hire all the wrong assistants, then you yes. finally <laughs> get the right one. And we've heard that story a hundred times. Yes. Then you start hiring a couple salespeople. Mm-hmm. Then you meet us yep. and realize, okay, they got to go and I got to start over again. And yep. that's painful, right? It is. But it, that's another piece of advice is that change can often be painful, but mm-hmm. you can't grow unless you have change. So yeah. don't be afraid of the change and yeah. and just be ready to pivot. You know. So today, if we were to fast forward and you know, now you look, you've got an ops leader, yep. you've, you've outsourced marketing, which we should unpack that. You yeah. got sales leader, you got an ISA department, you got a virtual assistant, plus you got a transaction coordinator on 140 transactans. Right. Well, that guy so, or gal's busy. They yeah. have to use software. Yes. Unpack for us, what do you have for your management team? What are you doing in terms of standards and how do you hold them accountable? And can you can you run a sales team and not be the sales leader and still be joy? Because I imagine yeah. they're, some of it, the, they're there because they want to be close to you. The agents, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm always there for them, right? So, but but the sales manager is really there for the gotta moments yeah. and to deal doctor, right? Uh, but I think it's important that they know we're still small enough that yeah. I'm I'm there on a regular basis. That they I love that you just said your 23 person team. We're still small <laughs> enough. Well, compared to some of these massive teams, Sh- yes, you're doing just fine, my yeah. dear. 23 uh. is monster. <laughs> so talk to me about your managers. How do you develop them? How do you move them forward? Yeah. So we huddle every morning. Mm-hmm. So as as a team, we huddle every morning. Mm-hmm. And, and then it, I have the executive team. We huddle individually every morning for just 10, 15 minutes, yeah. right? What, what's the what's the meeting look like? What's it sound like? What are you focusing on? Yeah, go go so, a little tactical with us. Yeah, with the team, it's um, Monday, we, we do what was your weekend win and what's your intention for the week? Yep. And everybody has a voice. And that's really important that everyone speaks. Yep. Tuesday, we do our affirmations. Uh, Wednesday, we, we actually do role play war. Yeah. Which is a lot of fun. Yeah. What's that? What's uh, role so, play war? So we have two people that role play a situation against each other mm-hmm. and their teams. Yep. And then everybody uh, anonymously votes on Slack later on. Oh, I yeah. oh, so it's like on Zoom or something oh, or yeah, inside yeah. of Slack oh, on video. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then what do you do on Thursday? Uh, Thursday, we listen to a Zillow call and we, okay. we unpack that. Good. Uh, and Friday's Gratitude Friday. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So so that sounds like a lot of sales and ISAs and all of them. Back yeah. to the management team. What do you do with them on a daily basis to elevate their game, to transfer your skills, yeah. to help them become better managers? Yeah. So they have big rocks that they yeah. have to do. So yeah. we, we talk about what what what's going to push us forward and we yeah. kind of break it down so that it's simple. Um, and then they have to report back on Slack of, of how what what has, what have they done to, to yeah. move things forward. So. Do you find it, um, first of all, do you, are, do you ever wake up and just go, I have 23 people on my team? 
I, I love it. It's the challenge, right? Yeah. I think I told you this the other yeah. day. I was like, I get bored so easily. My husband's yes. always like, I'm so glad you didn't get yes. bored of me yet. Yes. <laughs> but um, I get bored really easily. So right. this has been like this whole like growth thing, which is amazing. Right. It's it's one thing to say, like, I've grown so much and we've made this much money. Yeah. But I feel like my brain has also grown and it's 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 exciting to, to build a right. team. You know? um, what's been the lowest low? I used to critique the role play, right? And I guess I, I did, I was really harsh. Yeah. And I guess it's realizing that you can't treat your team members the way you would treat your children. And I'm really hard on my kids, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. and my mom was really hard on me. So right. it wasn't taken so greatly. So, yeah. you know, so then I had to make an announcement to everyone just saying, hey, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Yeah. You know, uh, I think there's a better way to say things and to critique. But, yeah. you know, I think the bottom line is they all knew that I did it because I was trying to improve their skills, yeah. right? And so I was easily forgiven because it, I, I, I put my my heart out there and I was like I'm doing this to try to make you better it's not yeah. like I'm just doing it to be mean right so you're like my mother was just mean no, I'm <laughs> but I'm not uh, that way I promise but that that, that yeah. was that was hard it, yeah. it was a learning moment for yeah. me what was the highest high so okay this is the thing I I set this goal of how much money I wanted to make in one year right yeah. and I was like oh my god it's gonna be so great and I finally hit it and I was like oh my god and the next morning I woke up and I was like oh what like nothing now changed what? like i was like there's no fireworks like what's what's wrong and, and right. then i almost went into a state of depression and i was like oh my god this is horrible and so then i realized it wasn't so much about reaching that pinnacle mm -hmm. but it's kind of like climbing a mountain and, right. and hiking right? right it's like you you climb to the top because you can see everything that you've done and then yeah. maybe it gives you a high to do it again right yep. but it's also about the journey right and so i've chosen to have teammates as part of my journey yeah. and to learn about them and learn about myself along the way and, mm -hmm. and provide them value and there's obstacles in the road, right? Yeah. But we're able to overcome them together and that makes it even better. And yeah. so I, I kind of feel like it's more about the journey than just reaching the goal, you know? I mean, yes, because that's been said so many times, but you know what I mean? Like people yeah. just like, but you, but you just had it, right? Yeah. Like you, you had such a monster year in 2021. Right. I don't know. We were texting about it. And I'm yeah. like, that was a lot of do re me. I know. Right. That was a big 1099 number. But then mm -hmm. you got people like Andy, who, you know, yeah. <laughs> who did like four times the amount. Right, that, right. Does that piss you off? Oh, that I'm no. even bringing it up. Yeah, no, I mean, I talk to Andy every day. And, and yeah. so that's what's great is like, these are people yeah. that push me forward and yeah. they're like, you can do more. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Like, right. like you, you push me forward. And that's <laughs> <laughs> you. If, you, if you're listening only, you had to see the video version of that. You push me forward. But it's good. It's good. Right. I, I need it. And I guess that's that's the way I was brought up. And, and I, I that's how I thrive. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I love about this show is just the uh, like, just the interesting people and everybody's got a background and a story and you know, you're different from George or you know anybody yeah. else that I've had on this show. Um, I would ask you though, like it's three years from now, four years from now, five years from now, what are you building? What's this thing look like when it's quote unquote done? Yeah, so I, 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 I don't know, but so it's interesting because you, I, I always bring up that five year letter that you mm -hmm. made me write, you know, two or three years ago and I've yeah. already hit some of those goals. Right. And, uh, when I wrote that letter, I was like, this is crazy that I'm I'm even writing this letter to myself. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't know. I'm excited for the future. I, I have three kids that might may or may not take over the business, mm -hmm. you know, so we'll 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 see. Yeah. Um, they will definitely be a younger, better version of me. <laughs> so, wow. 
<laughs> listen, I mean, we see that all the time with the yeah. Maxine and Marty's, the yeah. Carol and Janelle's. There's so many of these mother-daughter teams or yeah. you know, mother-son teams that have just thrived because they watched it. I watched my dad do it and I was like, yeah. I think I could do it differently. I think I can do it better. Yeah. I hope you have the same. Yeah. I mean, the thing about this business mm -hmm. is it's it's so rewarding because it's a people business, right. right? Like I know so many people that go to work every day and they just they may they may make a lot of money, but they're not changing lives. Like yeah. I feel like we're changing the lives of the people that we we work with that are our clients, yeah. but also our team members. And I mean, you've changed so many lives, yeah. right? And so that's what that's what's rewarding. And if you can have those golden moments with each one of those people and make mm -hmm. a difference. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? For, you know, when you're past and, and someone says, God, I remember when Tom Ferry said this and, mm -hmm. and tells that to your kids. I mean, that's that's meaningful, right? Right, right. That's kind of a mic drop moment, Joy. I'm not sure <laughs> where we go from there. So, so hey, if somebody wanted to reach out and hear more about how you built this luxury team, what's yeah. the best way for them to connect with you? Oh, sure. On Instagram or Facebook or mm -hmm. call me directly, Joy yep. Metalios from Greenwich, Connecticut. Yep. And uh, I run the Metalios team at Houlihan Lawrence. I love it. Thank you so much for unpacking your team and just so proud of everything you've done. This year is going to be even better. Yes, it I will be. <laughs> it. All right. Hey, thank you so much. Leave a comment. If you haven't subscribed, absolutely subscribe and definitely follow this one because she's also killing it on video. All right. This is the Team Builder Show and we're out.